0: hi and welcome to the unfiltered voice podcast a series of raw conversation with myself and other amazingly brave humans i'm your host rebecca an eternal optimist and a woman in search of true belonging here in this space nothing is off limits this podcast is designed to give myself and others the opportunity to speak our unfiltered truths and to find our lost voices so grab a coffee a green tea or a chai latte sit back relax and let's get started Hey guys and welcome back to the unfiltered voice podcast today with me I have the beautiful Danae, and I've just finished my modern hypnosis training and I thought I'd get her on here because she is absolutely fabulous so I'll hand her over and she can tell you a little bit about all of herself and her story. (laughs) Oh thank
1: you. (laughs) She's fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) What a build up I I hope I do the job for you you now. You will, you will. (laughs) Wow well this is an amazing opportunity and I love it. I've just sat here listening to Rebecca's philosophy about these podcasts and um, I, I love it. And her philosophy of getting back to community and, and seeing what's happening at the groundswell yeah, of the community, yeah. at the local level and see what people's stories are. Um, and she tells me that she was interested in my story. So. Very much so. <laughs> um, so I'm Danae. Um, I'm a trainer in modern hypnotherapy. I'm a specialised kinesiologist. I'm a practitioner of NLP, EFT, timeline. I'm a Reiki master. I'm a medium on training wheels. I love that. (laughs) That's what I like to call (laughs) it. But I guess um, it's not really um, all my qualifications, it's more about the evolution of myself and how I came to get those qualifications and what it means to me now. Mm-hmm. And so we started our training the other day and I was prompted to talk about my name, Danae. And I had forgotten um, how uncomfortable I used to be um, because my name is spelled D-A-N-N-A and it looks like Dana. Exactly. And yeah. so I've been Dana Dana. I've even been Dawn and I'm not sure how that came about. But, um, I've been called lots of things. Um, incorrectly in yeah. my life as a child. And and right up until my teenage years, even up into my 20s. And in fact, what I hadn't talked about in training was that the moment it changed was when I uh, had the numerology and the energy done of uh-huh. my name. And when I realised um, the numerology and the meanings behind uh, my name, um, I was so at peace with it that okay. I dropped all uncomfortableness with it. Yeah. Um, And that was at a point where my life had changed completely. I was um, working in an industry, uh, doing accounting and paperwork and also running my own business in a completely opposite field in beauty therapy and non-surgical facelifting with my ex-husband. And we went through a stage where our marriage ended and I had an opportunity to really sit still and go, okay, what was in me? That attracted this into my life yeah um not in a negative way in a okay i recognize that my life has to change i played a hundred percent in my life as a people pleaser um and the patterns of people pleasing led to people pleasing so much that i forgot who i was and i forgot what i wanted to do in fact i didn't know what i wanted to do i played the role so fiercely in my life that um The question never crossed my mind. Yeah. I just accepted that I went on the roller coaster that I was on. And so the stopping of that roller coaster was monumental. Um, And it gave me an opportunity to really sit still and say, who am I? How did I get to this point? And in the doing of that, um, I had beautiful sessions with um, a psychotherapist who was also an energy healer and had my introduction to body work and energy work. And I felt fantastic. She, of course, used hypnosis. Um, later down the track, I was a smoker. And I had taken control back of my life and I wanted to quit smoking. Had no idea how I would do that. And went to a hypnotherapist who was a Reiki master. So I discovered Reiki. Yeah. Gave up smoking with hypnotherapy. And so the path of my life took on a complete new direction. Like, yeah. Yeah. And in amongst that, I found myself and I found who I was and I found what I stood for myself. I started creating some of my own beliefs and in the process of that found much peace and gratitude for the path of my life before that. And when you can find gratitude in that path, yeah. you know that's when you can really move forward, mm-hmm. um, when, you, when you stop uh, being in effect of that path. Yeah. Uh, you can really move forward. And I was so blessed to have all of those experiences and to have had the patterns of peacemaking in my life because it really allowed my, allowed me to come into my soul journey and really conquer some of the things that I needed to conquer. Yeah, I needed to play life at 100% for everybody else to realise that I didn't, didn't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we go around the world to come back to where we need to be.
0: Yeah, I think that's very much a mindset of a lot of different people especially my age at the moment I'm 30 and I know that I've already been in that place of who the hell am I like I feel like I'm showing up for everyone else in the world but I'm not showing up for me and I actually got to a point where I was like do I even like the things that I like do I even enjoy the things that I'm am I on the path that I actually enjoy and I'm actually you know for feeling like feeling fulfilled from and so I then started kind of going like really analyzing myself and going, okay, let's try these different things and see if they connect with me or whether it's me taking on what I think I should do. Should's like a major word for me, cause like, oh, I should do this for them, but is it really what I want to do?
1: Yeah, well, you know, should should mm. be. Taken out of our dictionary. <laughs> it, should be, it should be, yes. <laughs> because should is loaded with guilt, you know, wow. um, and it's somebody else's voice in your head. Yeah. When we say, I should do that, it's not necessarily our belief. Yeah. It's somebody else's belief that we've taken on and imprinted, and they've always done it that way, they've had an expectation, or there's a societal expectation. And if we all just change should to could, <sighs> mm. Imagine imagine the choices in our life. Well I could do that. Or I could do that. Or I could do this. And Mm if I if I want to do it, then be a hundred percent congruent with it. Because Mm -hmm. when we're a hundred percent okay with something, we're aligned with it. Yeah. You know, and when you're aligned with something, you you move forward. If there's any um, disparity in your decision, all those times you say yes when you actually mean no. Mm If we gave ourselves the could rather than the should and if we decide to do it and we're not congruent, then we wear the consequences of that. We do. And if we decide to do something because we're 100%, Mm. then, you know, alignment is magnificent.
0: Definitely. (laughs)
1: And the world steps up to meet you. That's the thing. Yeah.
0: And I very much find, like, if I... If I do do something that I think I should do, I will very much ask other people's opinions of things a lot, and I'll try and get justification, whereas if it's something I know that I'm meant to do, I just do it like I act straight away, and I, I move into that, whereas if it's like, oh, maybe I could, you know, should I do, what do you think about this? And I'll get so many different people's opinions, and then they'll end up just doing exactly what it was that I originally intended doing, but I will go around the world to get there usually, <laughs> and that's what I've and been working check. on. Yeah, and just check, but... At the end of the day i kind of already knew exactly what i wanted to do anyway so mm. it's an interesting one
1: isn't it yeah and you know our intuition our gut feeling it, you know it's a muscle yeah um and you grow it and yeah. you exercise it and you get to know that feeling um, and that's how we trust you know we trust, start to trust our own uh, unconscious we trust our intuition yeah uh, we start to trust that gut feeling
0: Yeah. And you do mention the unconscious a lot, so the conscious and the unconscious mind. But people who don't know much about that, can you give us a bit of a explanation and, like, your um, philosophy around it and your opinion on it?
1: Sure. Well, um, in my terms. Mm-hmm. We love
0: Denae terms. <laughs> uh, do we?
1: Okay, that's yep. good. <laughs> in my terms, you know, we know the, uh, the unconscious mind is, ninety to ninety five depending on what research you follow percent of our uh, our mind our mindset our mind power our brain power and the conscious mind is you know the the leftover section the five to three to five mm-hmm. to ten percent depending on research and the conscious mind is the area of our mind responsible for the analytical for the logical um, and the unconscious is responsible and uh, responsible for our intuition, our emotions, our feelings, our memories, our reflexes, our instincts, mm-hmm. uh, our intuition, and the automation in our life. And you know, it's that classic example of learning to drive a car. Mm-hmm. And I know you heard me talk about yeah. it a lot in training. Yeah. But that's the perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, we all get in the car and we do it for the first time, and we're clunky because it's conscious. Mm-hmm. We're very conscious of putting our hand in the right spot, looking in the mirrors, doing all those things. And then one day we get in and we just do it without thinking.
0: And we don't remember. I was actually, you asked, like, do you remember when it became automatic? And I was Mm. like, no, it's just there.
1: Yeah, and so it slips into the unconscious realm then and it becomes this automated, automatic thing. Mm -hmm. But in the same way, our patterns and belief systems become automatic. Mm -hmm. Um, And... You know, as a child, zero to seven, we're in what we call alpha state, which is, you know, the hypnotic state. Um, We're sponges. And we don't have the ability to say, you know, that's a great idea, I'll keep that. Yeah. Or that's not my belief, I'm going to disregard that one.
0: So we just take it on. Yeah.
1: And, you know, as humans, we we see, we feel, we learn. Mm -hmm. Um, And we process things through our senses and there's so much more information. Yeah. (laughs) More than 20 minutes' worth of chat. But... Basically, you know, events come at us, we process them um, through our senses and the thing is each of us give things a different meaning. Yeah. And so much information comes at us, um, more than the conscious mind can deal with, and so we distort and delete information. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, on one level there is no truth <laughs> because there's only truth to that person Yeah. and there's only the truth that they've... Distorted and deleted mm. in that moment. Yeah. Uh, so, and then add to that emotion and then add to that meaning. And I know you were interested in this. Oh,
0: this fascinates me. Like, I just.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, it, you know, the best example is from a colleague of mine, Carly Spooner, from uh, We Institute. And nothing has meaning until we give it one. Mm. And just imagine the impact if everybody knew that. Um, we had a workshop recently, and a lady who was doing uh, anxiety in her life came in and she said I've learned she said I'm not defined by my anxiety mm. because she had given it the meaning that it meant something about her yeah and when you disconnect meaning from yourself mm-hmm. you have this whole opportunity it's just a plethora of opportunity yeah. really um, and we were talking earlier about the example of the of the small child and a wooden spoon and if you're the child with the wooden, and sees a wooden spoon, and you've had a little tap on the back of the leg, mm-hmm. it means something to that child. Yeah. And the same wooden spoon, as Carly says, to a chef, means something completely differently. Yeah. So nothing has meaning until we give something meaning. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing sadness, or if you're doing, I don't know, any emotion that you can think of. And you've attached a meaning to that or if there's an event and you've said I'm something because of that event uh, when you understand how the mind works you can start to understand that you can disconnect meaning from yourself
0: I think you say a key word and I very much have to put this into my vocabulary of doing anxiety or doing sadness like that word of doing I think is really powerful because you're not saying I have anxiety or I am sad you're saying that I'm doing it,
1: yeah. Because nothing has meaning, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Which I just think is—I've never heard it put like that before—and I think that's a great way of not associating yourself with a particular emotion or feeling or state that's going to ultimately go at some point. You can't connect with it fully because it will leave. So
1: mm. yeah, but it's powerful, and uh, you know, I was blessed to learn um, NLP, where a lot of those notions come from. Um, and the more you know, the more you know, mm. and you start to piece together. And I, my journey is a reflection of where I was up to and yeah. what I needed. And, uh, you know, I started with a, a really strong uh, need in my personal life. Mm. You know, my world crumbled and thank goodness it did. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I, I did not have that insight, <laughs> ability or insight. <clears throat> yeah. And so thank goodness it crumbled. Um, and thank goodness I had the insight to sit still and go, what's the bigger picture here? Mm-hmm. And I'm very blessed because I've got the ability to to do the big picture thinking. Yeah. I like doing that. Um, and, you know, like my intuition developed. I had to either recognise or not recognise it. <clears throat> it's not something for years that I didn't really share with other people. Yeah. Um, but now understanding it more, I, I can't wait to share it with people because... You know, we are this multi-layered being mm. and, you know, when you learn more and more about the unconscious mind, what it's capable of, uh, you know, 30,000 times more capable than the conscious mind, um, it's just phenomenal. And yeah. I know in the training, you know, you, you, you just are not in the mindset to realise that you can put somebody into... A state where you could pinch the back of their hand so much, and I know that I saw that in a story. I
0: shared it, and I showed my mum, and mum was like, No way, that's not like that's not real. I was like, It is like I I don't even flinch, and she's like gritting her teeth at me and everything like that, so it was hardcore. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't feel it at all because I was just, I guess, so deep in my subconscious that I. I didn't feel it.
1: No. Hmm. And, you know, the subconscious loves instruction. So imagine if you could harness that knowledge and then take yourself into that beautiful state of Mm self-hypnosis and give yourself beautiful, you know, suggestions um, and follow a path of questioning. And I know after three days you can hear my voice in your head, but the better we get at questions, the higher level answers we get from ourselves. You know, a a low-level question gets... Level,
0: yeah, oh, yeah, answers, yeah. Answers, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bit, <laughs> <laughs> You're like in <isn't> there. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely agree with that, and I very much, you know, have kind of come to that realization now that yeah, the subconscious mind is so much more powerful than I probably even gave it credit for. And I didn't like I knew a little bit about hypnosis coming into this training, but for some reason I just knew it was something that I needed and wanted to do at this point in my life. Mm. And I'm so glad that I've done it because. Even on a very personal level, if I decided to do nothing with it other than for myself, I think it's such an incredible tool to have because we've done self-hypnosis as well. And Mm -hmm. I do. I feel so much better, so much more energized afterwards. Mm. And I think how you put it too is like it's that sense of taking control on your life. Like it's taking control for you, not necessarily having someone else do it for you, which I know is the philosophy around Mm. like hypnosis as well, isn't it? It's
1: Mm. not about... No, it's um, a lot of people, you know, there's that stage hypnosis idea of um, or, you know, the, the stopwatch going backwards and forwards um, and it couldn't be further from the truth. And stage hypnosis is fantastic. Mm. Um, it's for entertainment purposes. Uh, it's a numbers game. Uh, you know, the person that's up on the stage wants to be there. They're highly suggestible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know you pick your people that you want to go up I've had to do a stage show in my training that's yeah. you know you, you're doing it to entertain people you want it to work for you yeah, and for them and for the audience but hypnotherapy is about you know creating masterful permanent change for somebody mm-hmm. um, and I love that phrase change work because mm-hmm. people come wanting change you know yeah. and it's phenomenal when you understand how the unconscious works it it doesn't process negatives you know yeah. that's the biggest takeaway yeah. If your listeners could learn anything from this podcast it's the classic don't think about the yellow submarine and you do think about it <laughs> and you think about it straight away yeah. so now take that and put it into your everyday thought processes mm-hmm. and listen to yourself talk yeah or t- listen to yourself say i don't want that anymore I don't want that anymore, I don't want that anymore, I don't what? want to do that anymore. Yeah. And your unconscious is not processing any of the don'ts and so it's taking on the instructions thinking that's what you want. Mm. But if, if you change your wording to I do want. Focus on what you want. Yeah. If we could change our language, and I know you, that you guys will mm. because in the last three days every time somebody said something, I'd go, <laughs> or... Yeah. Tell me what you really do want, and
0: I've even caught myself doing it yeah. just recently because you just are so much more aware of it now. And yeah. you know, obviously, I still do say it in the negative sometimes, but I'm quick to reframe it now and go, "Oh no, I want it this way rather than I don't want it yeah. that way." Yeah,
1: and you know, with the once it's automatic, mm. it'll be an unconscious pattern. Yeah, you know, it'll become an automation that you recall, just like driving a car. Yep. Um. And so when you think of it that way, uh, it's phenomenal yeah be in the doing of reframing mm-hmm. your language yeah and the more you do it uh, you know there's lots of other things we could talk about but the more yeah, you do yeah. it you know the more it's becoming an automatic thing yeah. I and mean, you'll always do it you know the more you take should out of your vocabulary it's gone, and, <laughs> and put good in there the more you'll start to think that way
0: yeah open up so many possibilities too it's just endless yeah. isn't it yeah and I think it's very much um, such an important thing for people to realize too about hypnosis is it's the mind controls the body, and so anything that, I mean, you don't want to do or that you don't <laughs> <laughs> have to refrain that, <laughs> that you do want to do, um, will manifest and will happen because, like we had an example of, like we say, go deeper and deeper, and close your eyes and put your hands on your laps. Now go stand on your head in the corner. No one's gonna go stand on their head in the corner because it wasn't something that they chose to do or wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so I found that really fascinating too. Just yeah,
1: the, you know, the, the unconscious mind, it, it's about unconscious conscious alignment. So there's not this two-phase um, areas of ourselves in competition. Mm. It's 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 the melding of the two. Yeah. You know, you always have con- consciously you want to be in control. Mm-hmm. And so of your own life, of, of your own choices, of your own destiny. The thing is... Uh, you know, in hypnosis, we're dealing with the unconscious. Mm-hmm. And in hypnosis, you have to re- realise that it, you will never do anything that goes against your core values. Yeah. And so, again, it's this stage show kind of misconception that yeah. everybody's going to cluck like a chicken <laughs> in hypnosis, Yeah. where, in fact, it, the people that cluck like a chicken Want to. are happy to cluck <laughs> like a chicken. That's the bottom line. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you prove to your clients, you take them through, or clients or people who are interested in, experiencing hypnosis it's this beautiful state of total control for Mm. the person in the state of hypnosis hypnosis is a naturally occurring state of Mm. focused attention if that's my definition yeah Uh, that you know if you're working with hypnosis hypnosis is the tool um, and you are in a state of trance Mm. um, when we're doing hypnotherapy
0: naturally comes to like I, I throughout the sessions just even just listening to you talk for a large amount of time staring mm. at you i was in trance because i was just in yeah. there as well yeah and it's yeah. natural stay isn't like driving a
1: car and things you say yeah is it a highway yeah. they, they call it yeah. highway hypnosis yeah so people are in trance every day of their life mm. in and out in and out in and out and your listeners have can relate to all of these times you've yeah. been driving along in the car and you think oh my gosh i'm here already yeah well or I've missed that turn off. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's experienced that, yeah, I would say. I would say too, um, yeah. Everyone, that's a big call, but I would say <laughs> everyone could Everybody relate. Everyone who drives. Yeah, I <laughs> could relate to that. Um, and, you know, you've had those times where you have been so engrossed in a movie mm-hmm. that your, your imagination takes over and you're happy to discard the fact that, you know, there's a Transformer um, who's doing something in this movie? Yeah. Um, we know it's not going to happen out in the real life, um, but we're happy to let our imaginations and uh, run. And the unconscious is where the imagination is housed, you know. Yeah. So, to work with the unconscious, it loves a good story. Mm. It loves to, you know, hear breezes through the trees, and it loves to be told imaginative stories of, you know, people in capes flying yeah. and all those kinds of things. Um, yeah, so or you've had your children. If you've got children, they've been so engrossed in a, in a movie, and you're calling out to them, and they're not taking any notice yeah. of you. Um, you know that's that's trance, yeah. and, and that's a hypnotic state. Our iPads, our yeah. iPhones, our mobile phones, kids on phones. You know, or gaming. Yeah, you know, gaming is the classic example of trance state. Yeah. Um, at the same time. I, you know my stepson top gamer yeah um, loves it and I often think oh my god his coordination skills are phenomenal though so really? I at one hand I kind of think you know too much gaming is it a good or bad thing I don't know I'm yeah. not an expert but on the other geez they've got really good coordination because what are they learning because they're if they're in trance they're they're in Probably the learning state aren't they? things at once,
0: <laughs> aren't they yeah that's it is it's mm. an interesting one. I know it's like being a primary school teacher as well. I put the kids on an iPad to do an activity. I will lose them. <laughs> like they will go because they're so in there. And that's kind of the world they live in a little bit too now, isn't it? It is more digitally um, influenced, yeah. which means they, they could possibly be in trance a far longer and for more periods of time than we probably were growing up as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm sure we found things
1: to I'm be interesting. Sure, we did, yeah.
0: <laughs> just not quite a I like how you savvy. say we and you're well, 30 we. and I'm 48. <laughs> well, it's, just, it's similar. It's not too far different in age. It's sure. still the same, right? Sure. <laughs> so, I guess um, to kind of wrap this session mm. up a little bit too, if there was someone who was listening to this and they're very open to change and they're open to hypnosis, but they're a little bit hesitant still um, to go and take action and do it. Um, what kind of tips would you give someone who who really wants to do it but is kind of kind of holding themselves back a little bit from
1: it? Okay, sure. Well, um, wow, that's an on the spot question. So know that you have full and total control yeah. of your state, um, and that you cannot do anything against your core values mm-hmm. um, in a hypnotic state. Um, hypnosis. Is an exercise for Mm -hmm. your mind you'll find that you're so relaxed you know half an hour of hypnotic state is to me like four hours worth of sleep oh
0: and you do Um, feel
1: amazing (laughs) yeah you'll feel energized you'll feel replenished Um, but in terms of being fearful of a session the thing is is that once you realize that you're in total control Mm -hmm. In fact, the hypnotherapist has to have your permission um, to be able to have you go into trance. Yeah. Um, And so you'll notice through scripts or through sessions with hypnotherapists, script or no script, they're constantly checking in with you, saying, "And if that's all right with you, Mm -hmm. nod your head." Or if you would like, you know, if this is okay with you, give me an indication. Yeah. So there's nothing that's going to be going on in terms of you losing control mm-hmm. um, that's the biggest thing really. yeah people are fearful of what might happen or what might happen or what the therapist might do to you
0: yeah
1: and the other thing to understand from that point of view is that hypnosis is a do with process mm. um and you're never under hypnosis yeah. i know i drilled that into you We did, yeah. Um, you're never under hypnosis yeah. you're yeah. always in hypnosis because it's a it's a two way street. Mm-hmm. It's therapist and client. Yeah, it has to be.
0: And we're like they're with you, aren't you? Like a lot of the times, I'm sitting in trance with the person when I was you know doing the practice exercises because you're watching them so carefully. Their breathing, their facial expressions, their mm. colouring, their That's movements. It. That's like...
1: it. Yeah, it's much more than um, the language. The language is obviously important mm. how you how you say it, what you say, but it's also all those things. It's being so in the client's zone that it's all about them Mm um and so when you take all of that into account and you know if you go in and see a hypnotherapist that their job is to make you feel at ease Mm -hmm. you know to give you all the information to debunk it to to say yeah to demystify it to debunk it to say you know think about that lemon in your mouth and when you think about that lemon and your listeners might be doing that now and you get that salivation. You get that tingly feeling What your you Body as well, yeah. with yeah. well, yours does. Yeah, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you get that body moving and, you know, there's a response. Mm. And so the client starts to understand this is all natural. Yeah. I do this every day of my life. And yeah. so the fear factor starts to reduce. Yeah. And then you can just close your eyes and you know that you're in control because in a moment I'm going to ask you to test those eyes. Yeah. You and I both know you could open those eyes but you don't want to and I don't want you to. Yeah. I want you to relax.
0: Yeah.
1: And what happens? You tell me. Well,
0: you don't open them. Like you're very capable of possibly opening them but you, one, don't want to and, two, almost feel like you cannot open them because I don't want to open them. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, you know, like somebody who's fearful of hypnosis but wants change Mm. can be so at ease and be easy about trying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, that's a beautiful takeaway for everyone there so if you are hoping to do hypnosis um definitely go along and find someone you another big important thing was finding and doing your research to align with someone who is best for you as well do you want to have a little quick chat about that like
1: finding the like sure um well it's like anything um you know we read we read somebody's energy Mm. you know we walk into a a, a room of people we know who we want to stand with and we know who we don't want to stand with yeah um so and you know energetically um you'll be drawn to more to some people rather than others yeah but also you know check check their training check that they've Done good work. Yeah. Check that they work in the way that you want them to work. Yeah. You know that that stands for anybody going to see any professional. Yeah, um, and know that hypnosis, you know, yeah, works with the medical fields, works with mm. the psychologists, works with the psychotherapists. Yeah, um, you know, this is important change work mm. um, in the mind, and from quit smoking, hypnotherapy—that's what it's known for—for mm. for quit smoking, you know, through to depression and anxiety, helping those things. You know, the state of relaxation can help lots of things yeah. and benefit lots of things. But personal transformation, emotional attachment, um, you know, all those things that hold us to those beliefs and the meanings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So that's a beautiful way of putting it and just definitely making sure you do your homework and find someone who, you know, fits with you as well. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, thank you so much for coming along today and yeah, doing I'm this. I'm I kind of put her on the spot half of the training. I was like, Diné, you have <laughs> to do my podcast. It'll be fabulous. You're amazing. And she is. She's an absolute wealth of knowledge. And I have thoroughly enjoyed doing um, this training over the last three days. I've definitely personally taken away so much from this. And then in my business, we'll be able to do a lot more um, as well. So, I will link all of her information below. And if you want to check out, oh, that was nice and loud, um, check out her website as well and, you know, check her out. She's amazing. Thank
1: you. (laughs) What a privilege.
0: Yeah, I know. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, I'll let you guys get back to whatever it is you've been doing during the day and check back in with you next week. Have an amazing week, guys. Catch you later. We'll be